Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. So, today on the sociology staff, we are super lucky. I'm super lucky. We have Craig Gillian, aka the sociology guy. Um, not only a former um, head of social sciences, sociology teacher, but also the infamous uh, tutor to contributor. I can't speak properly because I've got this bracing, so if I'm like, that's why. Um, thank you for coming. I'm sure lots of our viewers and people who engaged in tutor to will know you very well, either from the workshops or from uh, all the stuff you do for Tutu. So personally, I just want to say thank you for all your contributions because uh, I know that myself and my students use you a lot. Um, but also thank you for coming to speak to us on the podcast today. No problem, Katie. Thank you. I don't know if I'm infamous. I think that, that's <laughs> kind of a, a weird term, but yeah, infamous. <laughs> maybe, right, maybe. Yeah. Maybe just, should we just say legend? Should we just say legend? The legend that is uh, uh, the sociology guy. <laughs> I don't think I'm a legend, or I'll get really embarrassed about this now. Go on. Okay, should we okay, start? Should we start? Should we start? So, I have a question yeah. for you. Um, option topics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. For a long time, including myself as a sociology teacher, sort of stuck to sort of traditional option topics, um, and obviously different mm -hmm. examples, keeping it sort of loose like that in regards to options and. Um, you know, sometimes we still go with the more popular ones, and, uh, and there's lots of reasons mm -hmm. to do that. Um, I myself, and selfishly, that's why I'm here doing the podcast, because I want to know lots of information. I'm sort of tossing up in my head, should I go for more of the niche ones? Should I go piece a little bit? Initially, what are your thoughts? What's the, what's the pros of t initially of going with the sort of more traditional, more popular option topics um, in exams? I, I think... Um... I mean, I think sort of like if you're going for the more the, the kind of what we would see as being the default topics, I, I always sort of like see them as being a default because um, the majority of the, the kind of publishers sort of like, you know, most of the books have those um, education crime research methods and then they go default for families and beliefs. A lot of them do. I think there's a couple of textbooks that are, are, are a lot broader and, and cover a lot of the options for AQA. Um, and, and I think the same happens with OCR a little bit. That's sort of like, you know, there, there are some very much default options there. Um, I think when you're looking at these topics, you kind of make the decision that the, there are certain things that you're looking for when you're doing a topic as a teacher, and particularly teachers um, who are pressed for time. We know that teachers mm -hmm. are, a lot, are, are very often pressed for time. You're looking really for the support from the exam board. You're looking at the support from publishers. And you're looking at support from, I would say, other teachers, independents, um, people sort of like who produce all the resources that you can use. And I, I think it's pretty fair to say that the vast majority of re resources that are available out there are based on family and beliefs. Um, and so, sort of like, it can become a very quick win to do family and beliefs. But I also think that when we look at maybe some of the, the amount of content that exists for family and beliefs it can actually make it more difficult as a teacher because you've got to kind of wean out that content you've got to kind of trim that content down so that your 17 18 year old students can process all of that information and if you look at you say there's what five or six textbooks out there and they're all approaching families and beliefs from a slightly different angle that can lead to lots and lots of bits of research 
and it's something that we've we've come across when we've done the um, when we've done the grade boosters and we've done strong foundations, particularly when we do the optional topics, is that we often have to kind of give this disclaimer. Well, if we mention a piece of research that is not in the textbook that you use, don't worry, you can use similar pieces of research. So I think sometimes when you go for the default option, you've got lots of support. There's lots of uh, resources available for you, and um, you know you'll have a wider range of textbooks. But I also think sometimes those two modules um, are very weighty. They can be very weighty. There's lots of information that can be put into those. There's lots of different sources of information that are coming in. And I also think that they are possibly the less contemporary of the different options that you've got available. Um, because if we consider what's kind of happened in society since this spec was written. You know, this spec was written probably about 2013, first teaching in 2015, you know, goes through the process of, of being approved, goes through the process of being sent to the publishers and all of this type of stuff. A lot of this material would have come out in 2012. And you think about what's happened in, in society since 2012, you know, okay. since 2012, 2013. Uh, and I think that's where some of the other options, whether it be the other examples or whether it be the other um, optional topics, can actually be a lot more contemporary and can be a lot more interesting for your students. Well, you've, I mean, I've got like my man, like, there's a lot of information there. I think it's also just to sort of recap it and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm uh, interpreted wrong. The first thing was saying, yes, the more sort of default or the most popular options sensible mm. choice if you're sort of maybe new to teaching or that you know you're maybe time poor in that respect because there's a lot of resources out there for yeah. teachers there is maybe more support from the examples to offer those popular default subjects because they are yeah. popular so therefore the support's there um there's a lot more resources um either from independent or other teachers within the departments you might work with because mm. they tend to be popular and in addition to that the sort of textbooks the range of textbooks that are out there they tend to sort of cover it is, is that right that's what you're saying mm. but the, the the cons are the fact that maybe it might be an information overload because there is so much information yeah. what do you still is important and then secondly to that is the fact that actually it may may not be so we don't want to say like they're not contemporary but maybe not as contemporary as maybe some of the other options and then it's sort of making that choice from that is, is that right what you're saying yeah i mean i would i would certainly say when you look at some of the other options that are available to teach and particularly when you think of sociology as a field and, and all of the social issues that we encounter on a daily basis, there are so many things that would link into other modules better than, say, for example, family changes to the family and changes um, in our belief systems. Um, so, you know, pretty much everything post 2016 in terms of things like Brexit has a massive impact on things like stratification and work poverty and welfare and culture and identity. You know, the, these, these topic areas, probably slightly under-resourced in comparison to families and beliefs, but I think that they are very much more on the pulse of what is happening in society. And I think that's where, when we do see lots of people say that the, the specification can be seen as being a bit dated, and well, that's going to be the case because it was written 10 years ago. Um, but you will also see that, that, that some of these optional modules will be more relevant to what's happening today. 
um, than, say, for example, us discussing gender differences in the family from 40, 50 years ago. And I think that's where sort of like sometimes you can you can come almost reinvigorate your sociology teaching by picking up one of these modules. Uh, again, that's probably what was, was my next question was, well, what's the benefits of maybe doing something that maybe is more niche or less popular or one of those, one of those sort of words sometimes you describe it is the fact that, like you said, it's um, maybe more on the pulse, I think is the word that you said. And actually, mm. I like the sounds of, like for someone that's maybe been teaching for 15 to 20 years or if not longer, mm. uh, rejuvenating, you know your subject because obviously you've got to source out material from anything else is that is that basically what you're mm -hmm. saying is one of the benefits of that yeah yeah i mean there's a couple of benefits to sort of like to, to going with sort of like some of the more niche modules i think some of them um obviously are down to yourself as a teacher what do you feel most confident teaching in and if we are talking about sort of like people who have done some form of social science degree it may be that you have specialized in a certain area uh, of, of social sciences. So for example, for me, my specialist areas were like education and global development. So I really liked global development and I really stuck with it and I really got into it. And I think it's, it, you know, it's a fantastic unit um, to, to study. It, it's really can be quite contemporary. It looks at the bigger picture in society. Um, and that's why I choose to teach global development rather than beliefs. But also, I think if you are, and it was interesting because I was watching the, um, I think it was the fourth podcast you did um, with Keris and Paula, and they were talking yeah. about non-specialists. And I think there was a very interesting point made in that, that you may be a non-specialist in sociology, but you're a specialist in another area. And each of those options lend themselves almost to some of the other specialisms that we see from people, uh, from teachers who might not consider sociology as their specialism. So for example, just, just off the top of my head, if you think about media, if you are a media studies teacher and you've been asked to study, uh, asked to teach sociology, then you might want mm. to pick up media because obviously it's something that you're passionate about. That's what you've learned about. And that passion then helps your students. You know, We see these big meta-analyses of um, teaching methodologies and teacher efficacy is always comes out really high. The ability of a teacher and the self-belief of a teacher and the ability to um, get that across to students is really high. So if you're quite passionate about media, then I would pick that topic area and make it your own. You know, make get the get the resources, get the materials, make it your own. You have the kind of pedagogical skills. Um, from another topic area, as was mentioned by Paula the other day, but you're adding your knowledge into that. And there are lots of these little kind of links across the optional topics. So global development is a fantastic one for geographers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also a fantastic one for geography students. Um, so a lot of the content is very similar um, on the development side. Even global development, I think that there is a link with uh, one of the business modules, or certainly there was on the old spec when they talked about globalization and the growth of transnational corporations. So I used to have a lot of students who did psychology, sociology, business. And we would have in one classroom, they're being taught um, the, the, the kind of TNC side of globalization. And then they would come to me and would do global development. And I would teach them the other side of, of global development, about exploitation that TNCs have which kind of always got me into a little bit of trouble with a business studies teacher, but you know, hey, that happens. You're a sociologist, you know, you <laughs> will get, yeah, you are going to be controversial with other teachers and when you teach these things, but 
Um, there are lots of those different things. If you're a politics specialist, then kind of work poverty and welfare kind of screams out at you. If you are a specialist in, you know, literature or, or again, media, culture and identity, it's, it's a fantastic module to, for, for you to be able to apply some of the skills that you've you've used in teaching in teaching literature or teaching English or, or you know there are great opportunities for you to do that health and social care of course you know if you do health and yeah. social care and I've mm -hmm. taught health and social care at BTEC and at access access to HE and so much of that is covered in the health module you know if you're doing OCR things like culture and globalization is is uh, cultural globalization in the digital world is is very much there um they're standard, but they have things on youth cultures. Um, and that's a really fascinating area that's probably going to appeal to your students more. But if you've done bits of research into that, I, I think it just uh, it gives you that little edge. Mm. There are other benefits to the niche topics, which I'll get to in a minute as well. Oh, I would like to know what they are in a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think you said something too sort of elaborating two really important things. It's looking, if you're a head of department or a sole person department, it's really reflecting on the skills mm. of either yourself or your team and really gearing the scheme of work. And dare I use the word Ofsted, but they are really, I mean, in some ways, mm. they are putting you to think about why have you chosen the topics you have? Are you just doing yeah. them because everyone else is doing them? And actually, is it pushing you to think about the why is it benefiting the skills and the knowledge of the teachers which you've spoken about so like you've got the geography teacher mm -hmm. that is been able to teach maybe global development and also the interest mm -hmm. of the students you know sometimes that sort of collaborative approach and i personally i've, I've not suggesting this is the right way to do it i've i'm in a new school this year so i've decided what i'm going to teach for mm. year 12 but around sort of maybe easter time i'm going to go to the students once i've got to know them and said look these are the options here's the scheme here this is what i would like to teach i'm happy to teach them because obviously i don't want to give them the choice and i'm like mm, that's not something for me read the specification getting a bit of a vote on that potentially looking at the the like you said a lot of your students were business students looking at the body mm. of students and so obviously you're making your decisions not because everyone else is doing it you're doing it based on your skills but also the demands of your students which is which is really really important you know those are the conversations that you should mm. be having and thinking about when planning your skill work um you're just about to say some other reasons I'm interested. Tell well, me just, more. <laughs> I'm just going to pick up on the point about um, about pupils as well, because mm -hmm. the, there was a point in my teaching where we had less and less geography students um, and we and media grew in popularity where I was working. So I switched to media um, again to kind of reflect um, some of the prior knowledge that you have. What I find, though, with, sort of like with some of the niche topics is they really can be more synoptic than, say, for example, something like family or beliefs. So if you think of stratification, and this works for GCSE as well, particularly the stratification module in GCSE, I almost see as a revision module because there's lots of really good things that, you know, when we talk about people's life chances, you're bringing in education, you're bringing in um, crime, you're bringing in um, healthcare, you're bringing in lots of different other modules. So stratification for me, whilst a lot of people will see that as, oh, it's pure sociology, it's a bit dry, it actually acts as a really good way of getting those synoptic links in. I mean, stratification and differentiation is one of the core themes that runs mm. right the way through that specification. And if you go and do stratification, you know, you look at the different theories, you look at, um, it, I think it gives you a better understanding. I think each of the options do, but stratification is a really good one um, for that. When you're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at the functionist idea of stratification reinforces the ideas of role allocation and meritocracy. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. which come from education. You know, um, you look at things like, you know, um, I, I think culture and identity and media are a fantastic combination because you're almost building, you do the culture in the first, in year 12, and then you build on that to a certain extent with, with media because you're talking about global cultures. You're talking about how different cultures are represented across um, society and those groups are there. I mean, culture and identity and media are really good ones for showing differentiation because they go, um, they talk about age, gender, sexuality, disability, ethnicity and social class. Whereas some of the others, we don't necessarily have that development to stratification. I mean, you know, if you think about family, there is some links to differentiation in there. Talk about different experiences based on of childhood, based on your gender, ethnicity, social class, but it's very implicit. Whereas on culture and identity, it's there. You have to talk mm-hmm. about um, how um, different groups are represented within culture and um, how their culture shapes, how they form different types of subcultures. And that really helps with things like identity formation in education. It helps with, um, you know, if you look at youth subcultures and then move into looking at subcultures on crime, there's, crime, there's yeah. so many really interesting links in there um, between between those two, which whilst it doesn't, whilst it kind of trims your content down a little bit, it also gets in um, this idea that lots of people talk about interleaving or knowledge, ret- uh, sorry, um, retrieval practice, okay. sorry, space practice, uh, retrieval practice. You, you are going back and sort of like saying, right, okay, let's do stratification. Well, we talk about people's life chances. Let's talk about um, social class trends in education. You know, you are you have so many natural opportunities through doing those modules. You wouldn't get that with something like beliefs. So mm-hmm. beliefs, you might sort of like say, right, okay, we're talking about social class and religiosity. How what what do we know about social class? How can we we tie this into religiosity? Or we know the social class might suffer from deprivation, and we can link this in. But with something like life chances, we know the social class sort of like struggling education. You know, we lower social classes struggling education. Uh, we know that um, they're more likely to um, be seen as offending, uh, offending, or they're more likely to be the victims of crime. Um, if you're doing healthcare, it links in as well, doesn't it? You know, so they talk about life chances. You know. Um, how, it imp- how, how different health models sort of impact on um, your, sorry, how your different social characteristics impact on your health. And um, that can link into stratification as well. So there's some really, really neat links um, in there for those niche topics, which I think helps you to cut down extra content and also helps to reinforce content from other modules, which is kind of a win-win. Mm, that's interesting because you're sort of saying that in some ways it's it might be a case that actually maybe a new teacher might be beneficial because of the fact that they haven't got the range of content maybe, and like you said, trimming it down. But mm. also you're developing those sort of high order thinking skills because you're not you're doing depth rather mm. than breadth. And so like, like you said, yeah. you're sort of in stratification revisiting like, you know, I think you mentioned gender and age or social class to sort of looking mm. at those things and maybe if you looked at it already maybe in cultural identity or in education media yeah, global development yeah. Yeah, and, and then i think in crime i think it was in crime we were saying as well about the life chances of, of working class uh, boys particularly so there's lots of links that we can make by the teacher and by the students as well the, the thing mm. that i think frightens some some students and maybe some staff that might be thinking do us and it's not the same like you said there's a wealth of uh 
of um, justification for doing the more default popular subjects. But I know mm. some reservations around that is, well, where do I start? You know, like if you go to somewhere to get the information, if I sort of do it visually, mm -hmm. you've got that, which is like outside the screen for the more popular subjects or the default, default yeah. ones, but they're more the like niche ones or the sort of less popular ones. There's that much information. How do I, how do right. I, or how do other teachers feel? I mean, what do we do? Cause I'm like, oh, shall I, shall I, shall I? And then I'm like, oh, have I got to make it all up in my head? <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, I, from the textbooks I've, I've viewed, and sort of obviously there's the Tutor to You resources as well, but from the textbooks I've reviewed, there's, I think there's three textbooks really that deal with the full specification. Um, so your web, your web and Trobe and Harold Lambos and Holborn, they, they tend to deal with the default. They look at the default um, kind of topics of uh, beliefs and family. But then you've got kind of the Ken Brown textbook, which is very, very um, broad. It's, it's, um, it covers all of the all of the different specification points. Um, you have the one of the Collins textbooks, the older one, I think it was uh, Steve Chapman and, and others wrote that one. And you also have the one, I think it's the harder one, um, um, David Bowne and Laura Poutney. Um, that one, they they cover all of the all of the different options. But you've also got lots of external sources where you can find this information out. Uh, we, when recently, I said recently, it's probably about probably about 12 months ago now, we, we did a course on, for Tutor to You on teaching sensitive topics. And we came up with a list of a lot of charities um, and research associations where you can access free research on different topic areas. And we broke it down into things like looking at disability, looking at age, looking at um, issues surrounding gender um, sexuality, um, all of these different things. So there's lots of different institutions out there. A really good starting point is always Office of National Statistics. Mm -hmm. So you can see some of the trends, some of the big trends that you can use. And then many of those pieces of research then will have a forward. You know, they will have the, um, what we call the literature review sometimes. And so like they will have links to other sources. Another good one is the National um, National Office, uh, sorry, um, National Social Research Centre, not social, yeah, National Social Research Centre, um, which again sort of like is on a link in in that free course from Tutor to You. Sorry, just plug it, <clears throat> but um, that has research from 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 across the country. So like it keeps on combining different pieces of research. You can also go to the the, the kind of a lot of charities. So if you're looking at um, things issues surrounding ethnicity, you you look at things like the Running Me Trust. They produce lots of pieces of research and they're always what they will do is they will kind of comment on it but they will also link it back to other pieces of research that you can find um you know you think about sort of like obviously things like work poverty and welfare you go to things like the roundtree foundation the trussell trust they will always um they will always sort of like have research available and they will have data available and again it links into into certain points so the textbooks may be a starting point for you um and of course I think the textbooks sort of cover your kind of basics. And if you want to stretch the students a little bit, you have this kind of new information or more contemporary information that you can use um, that is quite widely available. Yeah, so like you're saying that the textbooks are good. And then I always think, even though when I think I think as a student myself who studied sociology at A level into sort of mm. doing a degree and a master's, or whatever, and even now as a teacher, I feel like 
the textbooks provide you with that theoretical understanding and so for example mm. marxism is the same whether you whatever book you look at it at. and then obviously mm. the beauty of i suppose the internet generation i was i was I was pre the internet generation, but the, the beauty of that is you don't have to go to a library where you're trying to scroll through hundreds and hundreds of journals. You can read the purpose, and like you said, go on the Joseph Brown Tree Foundation, the Ronnie Trust, and that's and obviously even from a student's point of view, so very quickly you've got the key points at the right at the beginning. So it's not like you've got to read for pages and pages and pages of data. I know that when I was looking at crime, I was looking um, at the Penal Reform Trust and um, mm. you know things like that, and looking at um, other sort of charities and escape me as I'm thinking about them, but actually quite real current information around criminality. Um, and obviously even mm. just that, I think it's that police uh, website that um, can tell you how much crime is in your local area. Those sort of things, it keeps, yeah. can, it keeps it fresh. Um, and actually, I know that we were talking about it last week with non-specialists um, and that sometimes it sometimes feels that the specification is quite, it can feel quite open um, and that can be daunting for non-specialists but maybe it's like that because actually sociology is evolving always moving and that's why we love teaching sociology mm. so that actually yes the theories stay the same they're the constant but actually like you said bringing in all that that um current research is what is required and that's why it allows scope to do that which is actually really exciting isn't it for us as teachers as, as well as as well as students i could talk to you forever as you know um, but I'm also conscious of... You usually do, Katie. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I do, okay. I do, I'm not going to lie. But it's, it's always good speaking to you. And I'm not, if you ha I know you're super busy um, and a very busy person. Um, but if you have more time in the future, mm -hmm. can we book another discussion? Is that okay? We we can. I mean, whatever you want me to come back and talk about, I, I will do so because it's, um, um, it's, been, it's been an absolute delight. I think that uh, the programme's lovely. I think it's a great programme really some, some really good guests on there so far yeah really good there's some really lovely guests coming up actually not only yourself and our previous guests Ooh, but we've got um, I've got um, Alison Hugh who's a lecturer at, I'm looking forward to speaking to her um, and she's talking about she's mm. at Lancaster University awesome. talking about yeah so I'm really mm. she's looking at careers and how we can incorporate that which is obviously so important you know giving that sort of like you said earlier really so so in social it's not something mm. theoretical by doing research but actually what we're working towards uh, we're also going to talk about deep dives in a couple of weeks time so that'll be interesting Ooh. thank you for your time lots to think about no hopefully problem. um you know, we can get you back, as I've said, and have a lovely, lovely day. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Is that good? Will do. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> All right. You take care of yourself. Bye, Craig. Thank you. Bye. 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 The Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutor2u.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor 2 sock or Instagram at tutor 2 sock You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.